0: You are listening to Packers Talk Radio Network. Packers Talk. So the Packers brought in Tavon Austin. They brought in Snacks Harrison. They might bring in uh, Tremont Williams. They've actually got a pretty good free agent haul in the last oh three weeks or so. Or (laughs) jump
1: change all three. Right, and all three experienced players. You know. So. I have right. one question though about this go whole ahead. thing, and it's an important question. You're listening to the best Packer radio show on the internet. Cheesehead Radio. I want to be
0: a lifetime Green I mean, Bay Packer. You're looking good today. So let's go deal with that ass. Aaron Rodgers is the best football player I've ever seen ever. I just blow deep on second he He's got a to leak into Devante He's the man. Rodgers first and goal. Rodgers hangs in the pocket, throwing it all out. He's smart with a touchdown. Oh, that defense is going to get a lot of team struggles. So we got a defense. Awesome
1: game. We got a defense. Cheese head Radio. Hello again, Cheesehead Nation. We're back with another episode of Cheesehead Radio now in our 11th season, towards the end of the season. Our hosts tonight are the fervent Kelly Hodgson, That Packer Girl on Twitter. Also joining us is the alacritus, C.D. Angeli, known as Tundra Vision on Twitter, and little old me, Jersey Al of Packers Talk and Cheesehead TV. You can find me at Jersey GBP on Twitter. Coming up later in the show, as always, will be our Hot Pockets and our Game Predictions. But first, it's time for us to open up the Packers Playbook.
0: The Playbook. All right, Cheez-Dead Nation, welcome back. We are still in business. Do you know why we're still in business? Because the Green Bay Packers are still in the playoffs. Big win over the Los Angeles Rams and now headed for the NFC Championship. game. Wow.
2: That was supposed to be the number one defense in the NFL? Really?
0: Like you, I think we were all worried going into the game. I'd say about, about halftime we weren't quite so worried anymore.
1: Not at all, but as is their want, the Packers had to make us sweat a little bit. Right? <laughs> They're so the, good the, at the that. The good old third quarter, the, the wonderful third quarter that we all have learned to love where they let other teams come within a one-score game before they Stop torturing us and just win the game in the fourth quarter.
2: (laughs) That has been my one critique of the Packers all season. It's three three quarters of good football, but right in the middle, you just want to have a heart attack.
1: Yeah, I mean, it has been their M.O., no doubt.
0: But, you know, it's interesting. I was reading one of the articles talking about the weekend, you know, the final four teams, and they said, hands down, they said Green Bay is the most consistent team. I'm like, if we're the most consistent team, what is it saying about the other three teams?
1: (laughs) Not a lot. At least, not anything good.
2: <laughs> it just means uh, any dog has its day in this uh, playoffs, so it's wide open.
1: In those other three quarters, we are pretty darn consistent, aren't we?
2: And we're consistent in our inconsistency in the third quarter. So how about yeah, that? Yeah,
1: just, just uh, I guess. All right, I guess that's true in that warped sense of the way of the uh, term.
0: Well, before we get into our four quarters, a little bit of trivia. Oh no! Exactly ten years ago tonight, it's... Jersey Al. Oh boy! We, we were recording Cheesehead Radio in preparation for the NFC Championship game against the Chicago Bears, January twentieth, two thousand
2: eleven. Nice. That's back when I was just the call in people that hey, call in if you got it, want to talk to the hosts. So and I'm like, hi. You're
1: like back in junior high then, weren't you?
2: Yeah, something like that.
1: D- didn't we like ban you from the show if I remember? Correctly? I
2: did not get banned <laughs> from, from the in? show. No, I called it totally like twice. Oh, no.
0: CD. Yeah. back me up on that? Yes, she's
2: wise, all wise.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got four quarters of Packer talk coming up right here on Cheesehead Radio. Let's get it going. All right, first thing we're going to talk about: big win, big win over the Rams. And as we just talked about, a lot of consistency, a lot of players showed up in this really, really big game. We're going to go around and pass around. Our game ball for the players or squads that we thought really, really excelled. I'll start out today, and I'm going to give my game ball to Devontae Adams. Now, coming into this game, Devontae Adams versus Jalen Ramsey, this was like this big, huge thing. You know, Ramsey was the guy who apparently was the first-team all-pro over Jair Alexander. You know, this is going to be the big matchup of one of the best wide receivers, of course, Devontae always kind of in this sort of conversation that, yeah, he's one of the NFL best, but he always kind of gets overlooked. Yeah, he had about six receptions, 55 yards, a touchdown against Jalen Ramsey. I mean, the numbers aren't impressive, but when you go and watch him, he has this power step. I mean, he takes, he plants this foot, and this guy can just change direction on a dime. And when he comes off his route and makes that move, Jalen Ramsey was just flailing at him. Yeah, he picked up some quick yards, but most of the passes that Rodgers threw to him were these quick outs. You know, (laughs) there's nothing downfield. He was catching the ball, and he was running around Ramsey. When Ramsey was targeted, and most of the time there was Devontae Adams, quarterback rating of 144.4. Ouch. Quarterback rating. (laughs) Ouch. Yikes. That's crazy. So, Jalen Ramsey, enjoy your first-team all-proness uh, and also enjoy the rest of the postseason at home.
2: I'm going to give it to the entire offensive line. They had another consistent game like they have all-season Even without David Bakhtiari. Heading into the game, everyone was worried about Aaron Donald, the third Aaron, the fourth Aaron, and what a huge threat he was going to be, how he was going to grind Aaron Rodgers into cat food. How many times did anybody sack Aaron Rodgers? Anyone? Zero. Zero. Nobody got to Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Donald was reduced to a crying spectator at the end of the game. And and also interesting, the offensive line play had a very clean game. There were two calls for offensive holding on Green Bay, and that was it. It was a very clean game. So I'm giving it to the offensive line.
1: Sounds like a fine choice. I am going to go with Jair Alexander, the true all-pro cornerback and best in the NFL. Alexander played 31 coverage snaps against the Rams. He was the nearest defender on three targets, which, first of all, they only threw in his direction three times, right? In any case, in those three targets, the Rams caught one pass for minus three yards. And I'm sure you remember the pass that was. That was this attempted screen to his side that he blew up in the backfield. So coming back to Jalen Ramsey, yeah, I'll take Jair Alexander. Thank you. He gets my game ball.
0: Maybe Jair Alexander is happy he wasn't trying to cover Devontae Adams.
1: I'm sure most people are, (laughs) yeah.
0: And maybe Devontae Adams is glad he wasn't playing against Jair Alexander. So there you go. Of course, Mm -hmm, those mm -hmm. two play against each other all the time in practice. So no doubt they make each other better. So out of all these game balls, notice none of us mentioned a certain quarterback. Yeah, we didn't go
2: for the obvious, I think.
1: (laughs) We didn't didn't go for the obvious.
2: But this far into the season and heading into the NFC Championship game, we expect him to be bringing his A game. So... I'm not surprised none of us picked it because we expect that greatness out of him week out of week, week after week.
0: Well, and I think that we've give, showered him with his praise and our excitement over his MVP-esque season. <clears throat> What's nice is seeing the rest of the team now rise around just in time for the NFC Championship game in the Super Bowl, hopefully.
2: And this is one of the things that really lacked last year is we wouldn't be mentioning defense or game balls in, in the playoffs because it really was on rogers back that we made it as far as we did this year we're seeing the
0: defense match that level of quality yeah definitely definitely all right well that's the end of our first quarter we'll call that a huge win
1: how games. can you not yeah absolutely doing nothing but giving out game balls. how can you not
0: Now moving on into the second quarter. As of recording, nothing is official, but there is excitement in the Lambeau Field area for a certain person who flew in on a private jet on Wednesday. Former Packer, suddenly a free agent, and may become a member of the Packers just in time for Sunday. Who is it, guys?
2: Not Stacy's mom, like the music suggests, but an old crowd favorite. I'm actually actually kind of excited that we might have Tremont Williams back. Williams. Tremont Williams. Tramon, And let me just point out, I just kind of ingest said this about a week ago. It's like, hey, is Tremont with anybody? And everyone was all like, oh, he's like 108 years old. No, but he's signed. He's with the Ravens. But he's not.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tremont Williams was a quick cut after the Ravens uh, were bounced from the playoffs last weekend. Uh, Tom Silverstein a uh, friend of the show, I think we've got on him once or twice, says it's a le- it's likely that he is going to sign with his old team, the Green Bay Packers, and uh, be ready to go. This would make three <laughs> former champs with the 2010 teams. Can you guys name the other two players who are on the 2010 team that would be with Tremont?
2: Well, one's one is pretty obvious.
0: <laughs> what's his name?
1: Uh, Aaron Charles Rogers. Yes. And my favorite player, Mason Crosby.
0: <laughs> so, so that is that is a really cool legacy, you know, Aaron, Mason, and Tremont.
2: That's not ten, many,
0: and it's in ten years. That's just wow. The old men of football are still with us, and they are old men. <laughs> I mean, uh, Tremont is thirty-eight years old. Aaron Rodgers, if I'm correct, is thirty-seven. He's Mason, thirty-seven. Mason, I think, is ninety-four. So, Actually, I think
2: he's the youngest of the group, isn't he?
0: he's got a lot of gray hair.
1: Tremont, this is his 14th season for a cornerback. That doesn't happen very
2: often. But let's be honest, are we really going to bring him in to play corner? Because our biggest glaring deficiency right now is kick and punt returns. And that's something he did with the Packers throughout his tenure in Green Bay.
1: Yeah.
2: Anything has got to be an an improvement for what we have on special teams right now, because it's either lose yards or just watch it fly over your head and do nothing. (laughs) I wonder
1: I wonder if that bad decision that uh Austin made it didn't it didn't result in any disaster, but it was a ball that that one punt that he should have caught and just let it bounce and probably gave up twenty yards of, of field position. I wonder if that kind of spurred them on to like, you know what, maybe this isn't working out here.
2: Because right now, any improvement, it's like last year when we got Swerve and Irvin. We're like, oh my gosh, we got a, we gained that three yards. Everyone went nuts. We're kind of at that place again, people.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. And who's been returning kicks? Is that Ruvel Martin? I can't remember who that is now. No, that's
1: Malik Taylor. Malik Taylor. And
0: he's okay. not that great either.
1: No, he, he's got no ability, it seems, <clears throat> to return kicks. Well, his, right. his main <laughs> thing, and I, I know what, what he's doing because he, he did fumble one time early on. Right, right. His he's main thing... Totally in his head
2: right now. If, yeah,
1: if you see the way he's running, he's basically running with, like, both hands over the ball and just, all right, I'm protecting the ball. I'm just going to run and, and get out of bounds at some point or let but them you, take me down.
2: You can almost see the so, thought bubble over his head saying, don't screw it up, don't screw it up, yeah, don't screw it up, uh, no, don't screw it up.
1: A, without a doubt. And you know what? As long as he doesn't screw it up, I'll live with that, you know? <laughs> but certainly if we could have somebody that... With a little more more juice, um, you know that would be good. I don't know that they would use Tremont on kickoffs so though.
2: I, I think they would though.
1: I don't. I don't personally. I don't think so. I, uh, I, I think just, you think I you're going to bring him in to
2: well. be a secondary. What's that? No, no. Bring...
1: I think they would just use him for on pun, punt. You know, to return to re, to field punts. That's where he always had the most impact on special teams was, was that, running back punts.
2: And then you get a little bonus, Tremont, if you need someone to come out or someone's hurt to play in the secondary. Because last year, he really wasn't that bad. You know, he's he's lost a little spring in no. his step, but he still so,
1: wait. hits hard. To be clear, I don't think at all that they signed him just for special
0: teams. I don't think that's the case at all.
2: I think that's what got his foot in the door. That's I think that's opinion. just maybe a little bonus.
0: Well, and if you think about how often the Packers are playing with nickel and dime personnel, exactly. uh, you know – Tremont has been playing in his old, you know, his aging years, he's been playing mostly slot. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of times backers got to play that. And, you know, is this an upgrade over some of the guys they got? You got Chandon Sullivan, who's, I think he's been playing really, really well. Um, you know, he's on the field quite a bit as a nickelback. And I think he's been solid. But boy, if you need that sixth uh, defensive back out there, and it's Tremont Williams, and you take that leadership and experience and the fact that he's back in his hometown where he won a ring, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's... You know, yeah, he's going to play some of his
1: best. Play, he can also play safety, too. He's done yep. both. So you got Which, that versatility there that the Packers love and the experience.
2: And he hit, speaking of safety, he hits a lot harder and more accurately than Kevin King does on most days.
0: <clears throat> now, um, typically, um, <clears throat> this shouldn't happen. If a player's cut uh, during the playoffs, they're not supposed to be pick upable until pick after the board. Super Bowl. <laughs> I just made that word up. A
1: new adjective.
0: Yes. But um, because, because Tremont Williams is not under contract past this season, there's no worry of having to pick up any further contract to claim. So it's kind of a quirk in the system, but the Packers are able to, or really any team still in the playoffs are able to <laughs> sign him right now. Right. Uh, it, was, it was kind of funny because a lot of people were like, well, it's a, you can't do it. You can't sign a guy like that. Well, Think about there, it. The there are loopholes in... to
2: everything. Yeah, okay. if there's no
1: more contract, basically <clears> the contract <throat> right. is done, right, when they when they play their last game of the
0: season. So the Packers brought in Tavon Austin. They brought in Snacks Harrison. They might bring in uh, Tremont Williams. They've actually got a pretty good free agent haul in the last, oh, three weeks or so. <laughs> or jump <laughs> I mean,
1: change. Well, all it's three, great. right, and all three experienced players, you know, so – I you have one question, though, about this go whole ahead. thing, and it, it's an important question. Whose private jet did
0: he come in? Don't my you want to know? I want to know. The,
2: probably somebody on the board of directors, one of their companies. That would be my guess.
0: I want to know. It's probably Lil Wayne.
2: It could be. I wouldn't rule it out. It sounds hey, ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous sounding, but he was there last week, and I'm sure he'll be there this week. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to guess somebody on the
0: board of directors. All right. That <laughs> will bring us to the end. Of the second quarter, I think uh, we signed Tremont Williams. That's another one. We're two and zero. That'll take us into halftime feeling pretty solid.
1: We have a nice lead at halftime.
0: That we do. (laughs) And now, third quarter battle. Of the heavyweight, playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who defeated the New Orleans Saints last week to have the right to come to Lambeau Field and face the Packers on Sunday. Normally, yeah, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who cares? But unfortunately, they have a new quarterback this season, mm. and it's going to set up quite a matchup as Aaron Rodgers, for the first time in the playoffs, takes on Tom Brady. A lot of people have been waiting for this. A lot of people want it in the Super Bowl for years and years and years. It's not the Super Bowl, but it's the right to go to the Super Bowl. And it's, you know, really, as I say in the title of the show, it's GOAT 12 versus GOAT 12 at this point.
1: Yeah, and you have you have two of the most probably best quarterbacks at diagnosing what the defense is about to do, you know, at the line of scrimmage and making last-second adjustments. To that, uh, to counteract what he thinks the defense is going to do, this is going to be a real chess match on both sides. You know, uh, how can we, how can we disguise what we're doing? It's going to be a challenge for Tampa Bay, and it's going to be a challenge for for the Packers. Um, one interesting thing I read today was that Rogers was when they when they played the Buccaneers uh, the first time, Rogers was a little frustrated that they were a little slow and lackadaisical getting out of the huddle, that they didn't get up to the line of scrimmage quick enough to give Rodgers enough time to go through all his, you know, hard counts to try to get people to show what they're doing. And he wasn't able to diagnose as well uh, as he normally can what the Bucks were doing, and the results were really good for the Bucks. So I'm sure that I think you're going to see them um, getting up to the line of scrimmage a little quicker. That doesn't mean they won't. They won't snap it without 0.15 seconds on the clock, because they will. But still, he wants that extra time to, to see what's going on with Tampa Bay. And, and I think that could be important if he gets it.
2: So timing, Al, do you think they'll do a little no huddle at, at times to take advantage of that? They haven't and throw the shown defense?
1: it. They haven't shown it. I mean, for two years now, we've been waiting for a hurry up and, and no huddle, you know, other than at an end of the game when you had no choice. And they just
2: haven't done it. But this would be the perfect opportunity to do that because this defense is the one who shellacked us in week twi- in week six. Yeah, I we mean, we have to do something different. It, it would be a great
1: surprise to put out there. Absolutely, um, but I don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah, but Brady versus Rogers. You know, I never really worried about Tom Brady until it's like, okay, can we ever face him in the, in the Super Bowl, which never happened. And when he signed with Tampa, I'm like, oh, they can't possibly be that good. It's Tampa. You know, you're just adding one good player. But then they brought in Gronk, and then they brought in Antonio Brown. And suddenly their defense doesn't suck. And Bruce Arians seems to always have the Packers number. So this is going to be a tough matchup, not just looking beyond looking beyond Brady and Rodgers. It's going to be a huge Defense versus defense. Who's gonna who's gonna be consistent? Who's gonna neutralize two of the greatest quarterbacks ever?
0: <clears throat> you know, if you think about it, 2018 the Green Bay Packers were a pretty darn mediocre team at best. Um, the Tampa they Bay, were, yeah, Tampa they were just Bay about Buccaneers, to
2: circle the drain at that time. Yeah.
0: Tampa Bay Buccaneers are were were a pretty mediocre team these past couple years. The fact that Aaron Rodgers has elevated his game so much and obviously the addition of tom brady to the buccaneers i think what you're really seeing is two legendary quarterbacks who in this year in particular have elevated the teams around them uh from what may have been mediocre talent i mean let's think about it guys uh, beginning of this year there was some gloom and doom about the green bay packers but guys are stepping up Guys are having all-pro seasons. We didn't think. We would have never predicted having an all-pro season. Elkin Jenkins? Come on. Big Bob Tunyon? I mean, these guys are having amazing seasons. And uh, Bob Tunyon wrote a great article uh, last week. Uh, And if you didn't read it, oh my gosh, read it, how he just talked about Aaron Rodgers and Dave Bakhtiari just went to him straight up. You need to elevate your game. Bob's like, whoa. He did it. These guys elevate each other, and that's what's making the Packers such a great team. you got to think, Tom Brady has to have that same impact right now in the Buccaneers, otherwise they wouldn't be in the NFC Championship game. So these are two big egos, two amazing quarterbacks going to each other. One of them's got to lose, and we know which one we want it to be. <laughs> and I hope that's the one who does. But either way, this is must-see TV. Absolutely must-see. We're never going to want- this again.
2: In comparing Brady and Rodgers, they definitely have two different leadership styles. Aaron seems a lot more zen this year, where he's kind of, you know, he'll give you the look if you drop a ball, he might bark it a little bit, but he's not the one screaming like Brady does. So it's interesting to compare and contrast, where it seems like if Aaron blew up on that, that magnitude, I think the media would be dragging him, but it seems like it's a regular thing with Brady. So how do you elevate and motivate people? That's, a, that's an interesting question because you read the Tunyon article where Aaron, right off the bat, acts like he knows you. He's your friend. He's your buddy. You get a nickname from him. And I don't know if I, I know enough about Brady to say how does he motivate his players?
1: Well, we've all seen the video of him videos of him screaming at his teammates <laughs> on, the, on the sideline. So we know he likes to do that. I wonder if being with Belichick for all those years uh, had any influence on him in that regard. Um, you know, playing for the cranky boat captain over there. I don't know.
2: But it's interesting. Their their leadership styles are vastly different. Sure. Yet they're both at the top of their game, and as they is do. their arm talent. And but they, but they also elevate like 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 CD said they he they elevate those around them.
1: Well, that's what a leader and a quarterback is
0: supposed to do, right?
1: So these are two of the best ever.
0: No doubt about it. All right. And that'll take us to the end of the third quarter. What a great matchup that's going to be. Might have to call this one a push. I think it was so, a scoreless quarter. Yeah, it was a scoreless. One. So the, pa- the Packers
1: had in. their typical down third quarter, but <laughs> but the defense held it together and didn't give up any points. So so we didn't so totally wilt. Yeah, exactly.
0: But it made us nervous. Definitely, oh. we definitely got us nervous.
1: So we're still ahead. <laughs>
0: All right, welcome to the fourth quarter, the Packers versus the Buccaneers. What is going to be the keys? We've already talked about the quarterbacks, which is huge, and at this point we got to almost say, well, it's a push right now. Uh, we like to think Rodgers has an advantage, but where are the keys for the Packers or the Buccaneers to win this game? Where are the uh,
2: Scoring more points, yeah. I feel like this is a trick question, guys.
0: This is why I'm really glad we asked you to take notes on things, (laughs) Lee.
2: I've got
1: two. Two very simple. Uh, One is the same as the key for me last week was the offensive line. If the offensive line can play as well as they did last week against the the Rams, that is going to be huge. The second thing is cut out the turnovers. That's what killed them the first time against Tampa Bay. Yes. Take away those turnovers. Protect the ball like you did last week against the Rams. You put those two things together, and I'm fairly confident of a Packers win.
2: Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, you're you wrong. Re- You're really good at it. Um, the Tampa game, was that the game where Rodgers threw two back-to-back interceptions? Yeah. yeah. Pick six. Pick six, yeah.
1: And the other one was deflected and whatnot, but still. Yeah,
2: was, yeah but two back-to-back interceptions. Where really, what Rodgers had. After wronged. we were ahead 10
1: nothing. Don't remind me. That just changed everything.
2: Watching the, the, the Packers offensive line manhandle the, uh, the Rams, who were supposed to be very stout and robust and were supposed to kill Rodgers and it never happened, I feel a lot more confident now than in week six about handling JPP and the, the, I can't ever say his name, the Dominican Sue, because that's who we have to neutralize. That's who we have to stop to keep Aaron on his feet. And Mm -hmm. I feel a lot more confident than I did the first half of the season that our offensive line can handle it. When Bakhtiari went down a couple weeks ago, I thought, Oh no, now we're screwed looking at who we could potentially play. But with the performance last week, we, the offensive line didn't miss miss a beat without him there. Air was on his feet the entire time. I mentioned it earlier in the game. He didn't get sacked once. And, I think they can hold it this time where I think they just kind of wilted last time where he was, I I don't even remember the statistic, but he got sacked numerous times in week six. Yeah.
0: Well, I think, uh, I don't know if it's a key to the game, but it's definitely going to be uh, something that's going to play an effect. And that could be the weather. Um, There's predictions of, you know, sub freezing temperatures. Some people have put it as low as 20. Uh, maybe even less than that. There are some predictions that there might be snow, there might be rain, or maybe they'll already be there. But uh, the Packers have, at times, struggled in uh, the the poor weather, the windy we- weather, the rainy weather. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they come out and react in this NFC Championship game if the weather becomes particularly uh, abrupt or Uh, interfering with their normal game flow but it really seems like since this team has really picked it up those last six games of the regular season and of course the postseason nothing really seems to be stopping them and the weather hasn't impacted them as much as maybe it did early in the season
2: i'm looking at the most recent uh forecast and it looks like high of 21 low of 18 and snow increasing in in probability as the day goes on i'm liking that high of 21 that's nice you know, with a chance of throughout the day. I wish we were playing a night game because I think it would be snowier. But a chance of two inches of snow at earlier later in the day with winds. All but winds are not going to be a factor like they have haven't in the past. It looks like winds with gusts of six miles per hour. So, a typical Saturday in January in Wisconsin. It's another
0: sunny day in Green Bay. And of course, uh, we saw that the fans in the stands, uh, as, as the often stands. characterized as the loudest eight thousand people ever heard. It no, didn't no, sound unusual. like it
2: was 8,000 on television. It sounded like any other game.
0: Which should be a clue that if it's any other game, which normally has 70,000 people, those 8,000 people were doing a pretty good job. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: those other 62,000 need to step up their game.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: But that's going to be a factor, though. You whenever, know, whenever
1: they can go back to a
2: game. Brady may be playing for floor in florida now but he is very much a cold weather quarterback he played in new england he played in michigan yeah
1: i mean it's not going to affect him you know like, like that's not our our hope but we just hope that maybe his receivers uh their hands are a little cold and uh, they don't or like the- catching the ball when it's thrown at them in the cold and
2: Or JPP, with his nine fingers left, doesn't like having cold fingers. (laughs) I think you're
1: giving him credit for too many. I think it's more like eight and a half, but...
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. I knew he blew one off entirely. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I I don't know if the weather's going to be as much of a factor because we're... But it is... They they are still... They practice, and they're a warm-weather team. So, hopefully, the weather... And the crowd noise can be to our advantage. I only wish we were the night game. I'm surprised that the NFL didn't, because Goodell's going to be there, didn't make that the primetime game.
1: Yeah, I am too. When I saw that, I was surprised.
0: All right, and that is going to bring us to the conclusion of our four quarters. Fourth quarter, is that a winner, push or loss? I don't know.
2: A safety. Well,
0: <laughs> okay. Good points. Good points. regardless, we still win. We, luckily, we had a really strong beginning. Uh, yes, we, we held on. on. We held on till the end, which is hopefully what the Packers do on Sunday. And that means it is time for our hot pockets. Come on. Oh, yeah. Right, right, we've reached the point in the show where each of us get a final moment. And it's the championship week. To get up on our soapbox and read you the riot act of whatever's going on inside of our heads, this is our Hot Pockets. Jersey Al, We'll start with you. Okay.
1: We heard it all week. The Rams are the number one scoring defense in the entire league, which means they would given up the fewest points. But, as I mentioned here last week, that ranking was earned against some really bad offense. When the Rams had to play a couple of top three offenses, they gave up an average of 29.5 points per game. Well, the Packers scored 32. This week, the the Buccaneers come to Lambeau with their vaunted run defense. Over the course of the season, they allowed an average of 82 rushing yards per game. However, over the last three games, they've allowed a a 105.7. Devin White is this week's media boogeyman, just like Derrick Henry, Aaron Donald, and Jalen Ramsey were before him. What you don't hear from the media is why the Bucs should be really worried about Aaron Rodgers or Devontae Adams. Maybe it's just my Packers fan status, skewing my perspective. But I'm just not seeing the same level of concern over the Packers stars. And I'm here to tell you there should be, and that is my...
2: Hot Packets!
0: Jason Wilde proposed an interesting question on Twitter this week. Who was the more entertaining quarterback to watch, Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers? I was about to quickly write Favre, but then I thought about it. See, I I grew up in the dark ages of Packers football, in the 70s and the 80s, as as all of us did. There was a time where we thought an 8-8 season was the pinnacle of our potential, and we would watch game after game where the game would just slip away from us, and it was done by the third quarter. That's what we were used to. And then came the success of Holmgren's Packers, the reckless abandon of his quarterback, Brett Favre. He wasn't disciplined. He wasn't meticulous. He just willed himself and the team to win by breaking every rule that a quarterback was supposed to have, and we loved it. But as we've aged, and I've enjoyed now 28 years of success, I've matured in my understanding of the game and how a quarterback is supposed to play, which makes watching Aaron Rodgers today an absolute joy. His pre-snap reads, his near-psychic connections with his receivers, his pinpoint precision are a joy to watch. So which quarterback is more entertaining? Well, for a young fan who was desperate for us to win any way we could, Brett Favre was the man. Maybe in those days, a meticulous quarterback like Rodgers may not have been as much fun to watch. But today, for me, an older fan who loves the complexities of the game and the the complexities of the X's and O's on offense, Favre's lack of discipline? Might drive me insane. Where Rodgers excels. So my best answer to Willie's question: it's a push. Favre and Rodgers were exactly the quarterback we needed at the time they played. That's entertainment, and that is my
2: hot pockets. These musings were originally going to be the springboard to my prediction in the next segment. Back in my international house of pocket days, the infamous Dick Chang and I were predicting a win over the Bears like Babe Ruth pointing to the upper deck. We were all but calling the proverbial homer, and that was the week Rodgers went down with his first clavicle fracture. Since then, I've hated predicting games. But as a wise woman named Libby said on Twitter today, and I quote, nothing you tweet or do or wear or eat or think is going to jinx the game this weekend. And you know what? She's absolutely right. There's only one thing that determines the outcome of the game this weekend, and that is the Green Bay Packers. Your lucky socks, your rally cap, or me hiding in my sweatshirt with each field goal kick attempt isn't going to determine the game. Yes, the Packers got shellacked in week six. I know it, you know it, and the team knows it. But this isn't week six. Lightning doesn't strike twice, and the team knows what's on the line. They were there last year and quite couldn't make it over the finish line to get to the Super Bowl. But this team is hungry. They're at home in January. January. And while the Bucks have a Brady, we have a Rodgers. I think they're going to be okay. But if you want to wear those lucky socks, I'm not going to knock you for it. And that is my. Hot
0: Pockets! Cheesehead Radio. Packer Game Predictions. All right. Listed as four-point favorites, the Green Bay Packers, our slight favorite over the visiting Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Lambeau Field at 2 o'clock on Sunday, In the NFC Championship game for the right to go to Super Bowl LV. Fans in the stands, two of the top five (laughs) of all-time quarterbacks facing off against each other for the right to go to that Super Bowl. Who do you got? Kelly, we'll start with you.
2: I cannot stand Tom Brady for the same reason I can't stand the 1996 Dallas Cowboys. They're both really good, and they're always a thorn in our side. There's so much hype with the media. You might as well give the Lombardi Trophy to him now. Bear me. I want this to be a statement game to remind the NFL that Aaron Rodgers and the rest of the Green Bay Packers aren't that shabby either. I'm going to go big. Packers 38, Bucks 31.
1: Personally, I love the revenge factor in this game. The Packers, and Aaron Rodgers in particular, always seem to play better when they have something to be mad about. Green Bay was embarrassed in Week 6. And we'll show the Buccaneers it was simply one of those games just like when the Bucs lost 38-3 to the Saints. The Packers are going to win this one 27-20.
0: The Bucks won over the Saints for one huge reason. The Saints' defense couldn't take advantage of lollipop interceptions Tom Brady kept throwing at them. Now, Tampa Bay will be bringing their A game and a bit of confidence after embarrassing the Packers earlier in the season. I predict a barn burner that will be decided in overtime in dramatic fashion, preferably with a pick six of Tom Brady, a la Al Harris. My prediction: Packers forty-one, Bucks thirty-five in overtime. Thank you
2: so much for joining us tonight. In- on Cheesehead Radio in our 11th season. Make sure to head over to PackersTalk.com where you can explore several unique Packers podcasts. Please follow at Packers PackersTalkNet on Twitter and like us on Facebook. Cheesehead Radio and all Packers Talk podcasts are available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you liked what you heard, show us some love and leave a review. You can also find us on Siri, Alexa, or Google just by saying, play Packers Talk podcast." That's a wrap. Go Pat go. Oh go, Pat, go. Go, Pat, go. Go, go. Everybody. Let it snow this weekend.
1: Let it let snow. Let it
0: snow, let it snow, let it snow. The
1: end.
2: picking i want to look first oh god Overtime. oh my god all right i'm ready
0: and so you know you knew cd's gonna pick again because that's just what he does that's what he does yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't do a good
2: cartman voice though
0: that was a kelly doing a cartman voice it's about the same
2: <laughs> yeah, you, you guys are